Chapter 1, Four Ordinations, Awakening to Our Foreordained End-Time Missions Remember, in the world before we came here, faithful women were given certain assignments while faithful men were foreordained to certain priesthood tasks. While we do not now remember the particulars, this does not alter the glorious reality of what we once agreed to. You are accountable for those things which long ago were expected of you, just as are those we sustain as prophets and apostles. Spencer W. Kimball, in The Righteous, the Role of Righteous Women, Enzyme, November 1979, page 102. As we approach the fulfillment of all prophesied end-time judgments and the return of Jesus Christ, a small number of people are recognizing to, no, recognizing the command from the Lord when he said, Ye shall awake to a sense of your awful situation because of this secret combination which shall be among you. Ether 8.24 Rather than feeling fear at the prospect of what this means, many people are having stirrings within their hearts and minds as they realize that somehow they will play an integral part. Those who were foreordained to accomplish certain tasks during these winding up scenes of history, his story, are being awakened to this reality. The perfect definition of the word foreordained is found in the Book of Mormon in Alma 13 verse 3. It states, being called and prepared from the foundation of the world according to the foreknowledge of God. When we think of those who were foreordained, we typically think of people who have played key, well-known roles in God's plan, such as Jesus, Adam and Eve, Joseph Smith, or Christopher Columbus, as noted in Doctrine and Covenants 138.53-56. The Prophet Joseph Smith and my father Hiram Smith, Brigham Young, John Taylor, Wilfred Woodruff, and other choice spirits who were reserved to come forth in the fullness of times to take part in the laying of the foundations of the great Latter-day work, including the building of temples and performance of ordinances therein for the redemption of the dead, were also in the spirit world. I observed that there were among the noble and great ones who were chosen in the beginning to be rulers in the church of God. Even before they were born, they, with many others, received their first lessons in the world of spirits and were prepared to come forth in the due time of the Lord to labor in his vineyard for the salvation of the souls of men. It may seem far-fetched to think that someone such as yourself could be foreordained to play a key role, but if you are entertaining such a possibility, it's quite likely you have you are having these thoughts as reminders from the Holy Ghost. If you search for election on uh, LDS or churchofjesuschrist.org, this is part of what you will find. The doctrine of foreordination applies to all members of the church, not just to the Savior and his prophets. Before the creation of the earth, faithful men were given, or faithful women were given certain responsibilities and faithful men were foreordained to certain priesthood duties. As people prove themselves worthy, they will be given opportunities to fulfill the assignments they then received. End quote. Foreordination, or being called and elected to do certain things or fulfill certain missions in this life, is based on four things. Number one, we existed before this earth as spirit children of our Heavenly Father and Mother. Number two, in that premortal period, there were those spirits who were so faithful to Jehovah that they earned the right to be Israel in this life. In other words, they were called and elected to be born with the blood of Israel in them as mortals. Elder Melvin J. Ballard said that premortal Israel was a group of souls tested, tried, and proven before they were born into this world. Through this lineage were to come the true and tried souls that have demonstrated their righteousness in the spirit world before they came here. Elder Bruce R. McConkie explained, Israel is an eternal people. She came into being as a chosen and separate congregation before the foundations of the earth were laid. She was 
a distinct and a peculiar people in the pre-existence, even as she is in this sphere. Her numbers were known before their mortal birth, and the very land surface of the earth was divided to the nations for their inheritance. Number three, agency, the freedom to choose for ourselves, is like the prime directive in the heavenly realms. That is a basic right given to all of Father's children, and he will never take it away. Not there in the premortal sphere, where a third of his spirit children were forced to leave because of the, they opposed Father's plan, and not here in this mortal sphere. Number four, God knows the end from the beginning. All time is present to him, and he knows what we will do. Because of that, he has developed a life plan for each of us here in mortality. The, the psalmist wrote, And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Psalms 139, verses 16. See also Alma 40, verses 10. Helaman 8, 8. DNC 42, 48. Uh, DNC 63.3, and DNC 121.25. However, we must choose to follow that plan. God's foreknowledge does not determine what we do because of number three, so it is requisite upon us to search out and learn about our mission in this life. In John 14.26 we read, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. M. Catherine Thomas has written, quote, Learning that we are members of the house of Israel because we were invited into that lineage tells us a good deal about ourselves in the former world. This knowledge will help us retrieve our true identities here on earth. The scriptures and revelations set forth that there are men and women pre-appointed to perform certain works in their lifetime and bring to pass certain ends and purposes in the economy of heaven. Uh, Brigham Young Journal of Discourses 11 verses 253. Each of us has a role to play in that interweaving purposes of the heavenly economy. End quote. In fact, Sister Thomas's writings in that book, Selected Writings of M. Catherine Thomas, are full of references to foreordination pre mortal Israel, with many quotes from scriptures, prophets, and apostles. Heavenly Father, in Jesus Christ, desire that you come to know and accept that you have been sent here in these end times with a foreordained mission to perform. Consider the passage. Quote, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Once you have received a confirmation, embrace this truth and do not waver. Having a sure knowledge will help you move forward with confidence. Nevertheless, you must know that just because you were called in the premortal realm does not mean that it will be easy for you to accomplish your mission in this life. Elder Neil A. Maxwell said, quote, Premortality is not a relaxing doctrine. For each of us, there are choices to be made, incessant and difficult chores to be done, ironies and adversities to be experienced, time to be spent, well spent, talents and gifts to be well employed. Just because we were chosen there and then does not mean we can be indifferent here and now. Whether foreordination for men or foredesignation for women, those called and prepared must also prove chosen and faithful." End quote. This is a serious warning, one given to Joseph Smith in Doctrine and Covenants 121 verses 34 through 35. Behold, 
There are many called, but few are chosen. And why are they not chosen? Because their hearts are so much set upon the things of this world and aspire to the honors of men, and that they do not learn this one lesson. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ desire that you become successful in accomplishing your foreordained mission. Once you are awakened, they will have been waiting to tell you about it, but it is conditional upon you asking. Quote, draw near unto me, and I will draw near unto you. Seek, ye, seek me diligently, and ye shall find me. Ask, and ye shall receive. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Unquote. If you have already received your patriarchal blessing, begin reading it as if it were scripture, which it surely is personal scripture. If you haven't received it yet, then prepare yourself to receive it. Then study it like it is scripture. Fast and pray about what it is contained in that blessing. In time you will find things will become apparent to you that you never noticed before. But don't stop there. The sons of Mosiah were men, quote, of sound understanding, and they had searched the scriptures diligently, that they might know the word of God. But this is not all. They had given themselves to much prayer and fasting, therefore they had the spirit of prophecy and the spirit of revelation, end quote. There are some things that can only be known by personal revelation, and your mission on this earth falls into that category. Do all that you can to find out what you are meant to do. Be humble, be grateful, and be willing to submit your will to our Lord as he submitted to our Father. Consider asking what you need to do to be ready when you are called upon. It is imperative that you keep an open mind as you listen to what they have to tell you. You may be guided to learn particular skills, increase your physical strength, relocate, connect with certain people, or other various things that you may never have considered before. Whatever you are prompted to by the Spirit to do, even if it's hard or unconventional, do it. Footnote. See also the BYU devotional talk by Neil A. Maxwell entitled, Meeting the Challenges of Today, found at speeches.byu.edu. Over time, as you obediently move forward, your path will be brightened. The dews from heaven will distill upon you, and you will come to a sure knowledge that you have been guided to enable your success. You will be a a prepared and ready tool in the Lord's hands. You will be able to stand strong in the knowledge that you were foreordained from the foundation of the world for this time. As you fulfill your foreordained missions in this life, you will make sure your calling and election, or in other words, you will make your calling and election that you received in the pre-mortal life, sure. You will prove to the Lord that he can count on you to do as he has prompted you through the Holy Ghost. Then you will be able to look forward to the day when you receive the second comforter, and will hear Jesus say unto you, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let me close this introduction with one more quote from M. Catherine Thomas. She said, quote, Your life's experiences are organized for the accomplishing of your life mission. End quote. Not end quote. <laughs> Begin quote again. Your mission is your path to personal fulfillment. It was arranged in the life before based on the things you wanted to learn and to contribute. It is written in your soul, so that when you are involved in what you are personally came to earth to do, you will feel flashes of, ah, this is the reason I was born. Your mission will have things in common with many others, but the details will be personal, the particulars uniquely yours. You will know that you have come into this time and place, both to learn and to make the contributions that are in your soul. In discovering your own mission, the scriptures, your patriarchal blessing, and the desires of your heart all provide significant clues. In addition, the call that come to you from the church are designed to help you to fulfill a work that you have covenanted to do before this life. End quote.